extratime.ie. League of Ireland football is our passion. Hello and welcome to the Exercise.ie Sportscast. On today's show, we speak with Cork City player Stephen Beattie as he tells us what's especially important for the season ahead. We want to win every competition we're involved in this year. Um, obviously, the lads will be disappointed with the, with the result of the cup final last year. I was cup tied myself and it was hard to watch watch the lads, like, you know, seeing how disappointed they were after. But with the news, that is motivation this year. Exercise.ie reporter Tom O'Connor was busy this past week as he caught up with Daryl Horgan as well as speaking with League of Ireland legend Steve Williams as he tells us about the time he had a season to remember when he went out on loan. I was on loan the first year at Shelvin when we won the double so um, so it was a very successful year. My name is Gareth O'Reilly and as always I'm going to be your host and making his 2016 debut on the sportscast this week is McDara Ferris. You can email us at extratimelive at gmail.com. Get in touch through Facebook or tweet us at extratimenews. So it was a very good Monday night for Cork City, a 6-0 win over Longford Town, allowing them to bounce straight back after a disappointing Friday night's result. We've now got Stephen Beattie on the line. You're very welcome on, Stephen. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So you must be a man who's uh, particularly happy not just to have a 6-0 win, but you also managed to uh, get amongst the goals um, on Monday night. Yeah, it's always nice to score, but it was more important to bounce back after the bad defeat in Derry. Um, I don't think we showed up on Friday night, so it was important for the fans that we came back and played a good performance and put in six goals against Longford and from a personal perspective to get three was kind of the ice on the cake and Stephen were you actually al- are you allowed to keep the match ball these days or is that just a, a, a rumour was the kit man going I want that football back <laughs> we were allowed to keep it but it could come in my wages in third <laughs> <laughs> that'll, go, that'll be pride of price at home is that is that your first senior hat-trick maybe it's the first senior hat-trick yeah I scored some in America it wasn't in college but now it's the first senior one so I got the boys to sign the ball after and it'd be good to keep and, and just speaking of America there, it's uh, it's probably an experience you look back on quite fondly. You had uh, a, a nice little spell over there. Yeah, I loved it over there. Um, fantastic experience, great memories. Obviously getting drafted and stuff to the MLS was, was a dream come true. So, no, very, I'd love to go back there someday, but at the moment I'm, I'm down in Cork for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and you, you seem to have uh, settled in nicely. We had you on the, on the show previously when you when you did just originally sign um, for Cork City, so now you're a good while in there now and you've kind of got to know the lads and got to know the surroundings and I suppose the uh, even got to know the crowd and the public as well. Yeah, it's a very easy group to fit into. Um, very welcome and as soon as I came down the last time we spoke was last summer. But look, the Cork City fans, if you play with your heart and give 100% every day, they'll, they'll appreciate you and I'm lucky enough to be doing that and they've taken me very well. So get on very well with John and it's a great place to be and hopefully we'll kick on again and this year we'll go one step further and um, just speaking of John there he's now he's kind of Cork's now a club where it hasn't been a case of a manager coming in and out all the time John's been there a good while now and he's managed to kind of settle his approach and kind of get the club going in the right direction and kind of he's improved year on year and, and this year maybe who knows he might go one step further and manage to bring home a league crown yeah we fully believe it I mean the players John's brought in this year it says a lot brought in some fantastic additions both on and off the pitch they're great lads as well so they've fitted in perfect and the competition for places is fierce down here we've assembled a very strong squad we have a lot of depth compared to last year so fingers crossed this can push us over the line and, and it'll be good for John to get his first title and Cork City have obviously gone really close to the league title in the last two seasons but Dundalk have been the top dogs and you guys play them on, on Friday haven't already played them in the, the President's Cup does that game the 
home loss as it was to Dundalk does that um, influence this game on Friday night much? No nah, the present cup game was just a, a pre-season game both teams went pretty much full strength but I don't know we wouldn't uh, doesn't give anyone an edge going into Friday night the league the league is the bread and butter and there's massive three points on the line and we're going to go in and try to take all points but we're going to approach the game like we approach any team to try to play good football and to win the game and, and with only three weeks back into the season you played midweek now this week but it's such a, a massive game uh, so early in the season yeah it's big especially as you said that we finished twice last two years behind Dundalk but look you'd rather play the Dundalk early and look if we get three points it's it's massive and it's a massive kind of factor then between the two was going into the season ahead as you said it would only be the fourth game of the series so now we're looking forward to it look there's no easy game in this league we're lucky to put six by Longford but we know Dundalk's going to be a different kettle of fish now on Friday as you say, there are no easy games, but it, it, you had a tough trip up to the Brandywell. It's a, it's a fair old trip up from, from Turner's Cross, and uh, it, it makes it even longer journey home when you, you lose 1-0, 1-0 away from home. How close were you for getting a result in that game? Did you feel you, you left a point or, or maybe three points behind you? Um, no, I think Derry had a game plan. They stuck to it very well. And to be honest with you, we're, we could hold a hand up and say we didn't perform. Um, I don't know if we took Derry for granted or whatever, but John rallied us around and got us back together and good result yesterday we didn't get back home till court till 5 in the morning Sunday morning uh, slept in and then trained and then played Monday so it was a massive response yeah well well, that's exactly it to, to beat Longford 6-0 um, you couldn't have asked for any more than that I'm sure John Coffey was looking for a response and that's exactly what he got he was delighted yeah he made 5 changes to the team that played up in Derry and I think the boys that came in and we did a good job you know and just shows the depth he has this year that he can make a change to pretty much half the team for Maverick Lofty and goal and we still Six by Longford, so it's exciting times down here. And what's it like playing with Sean McGuire? He's certainly an exciting player that's that's come in and has looked really lively in the opening few games of the season. Oh, he's a fantastic talent. I mean, you can see it in training every day. The kid's special; like he's got a lot about him. Um, if he keeps going the way he's going, he's going to progress his career. And hopefully for him, get a move across the water. He's still young, but hopefully he gets into the 21 team now and does well in the international setup. But he's a great lad as well and a good pro. So it's good to have him around. And players like that only benefit us and benefit the team. And speaking of that 21s team, um, and I know Sean and, and Brandon Meal and a couple of other players are in the provisional squad. So hopefully, as you're saying, they will make the the final squad. But is that maybe going to affect kind of the club situation where they're going to be gone away for maybe a week and? there's going to be games going on without them uh, we haven't really been told I know that uh, Kevin O'Connor is in the in the backup squad or whatever it's called these days as well so that would be two players we'd have missing for the Shamrock Rovers game and obviously they'd have Brandon Mealy missing so we don't really know but look if the latter are missing we prepare the best way we can but as I said earlier the depth in our squad kind of allows for that that if we're missing Sean he obviously is a goal scorer but we have Marco Sullivan Danny Myers Carl Shepard anyone then come in and do a job yeah, and just looking ahead to the kind of the season, it is early days, but one thing that is guaranteed is that come the summer you're going to have a bit of European football to look forward to. That must be um, very high on your agenda. Yeah, it's high on the agenda, but then again, we're concentrating on the league at the moment. We're not getting too carried away with ourselves. Looking a couple of months down the line, it's, it's Friday night in Oriel Park and then the next Saturday against Rowers. So I'll take every game as it comes, but look, as a player, you want to be playing the top competitions and be a great experience. It'll be my first game in Europe and I couldn't play after I left Sligo in the summer. So it'll be good to experience that, but look, the league is is the, is the one we want and you missed out on the chance to Cork City we obviously played in Iceland uh, during the summer and you played there as well after your, your stint in America what was it like playing uh, playing in that league yeah it was a 
was a funny old experience. I was a bit of a man of the country. You can see the whole place in a couple of weeks. So it was good for, for I was just after doing my cruise shit, so it was my first stop back, trying to get back into some level of senior football. So it was good to get my feet in the ground. I was experiencing a different country. But um, it would have been nice to go over there as a city player and see all friends and, and play against some of the lads again, but it wasn't to be. Um, but hopefully this year we can go a few rounds and never know, we might draw a nice land again. And was there were there many games played on on AstroTurf that might give you a bit of an edge when you have to go to Oriel Park on Friday? Or you'd be surprised. They have the pitches fantastic, Nick, over there. Um, we only played one or two AstroTurf pitches. The rest were really good grass pitches, so uh, they actually keep them very well. But I don't think I prepared you for a Friday night in Oriel Park in that pitch. No, we'll make no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, then to just to just kind of finish up or, or go towards the conclusion, um, there's a couple of games coming up then in in the coming weeks. But just before we do move on from what happened over the past month or so, pre-season, I know John likes to do things his way. We know you have breakfast and all that. It's players together. But was there any sort of team bonding exercises done or anything that kind of gelled the squad together? Because in the League of Ireland, it is so hard when you've got so many new players coming in every single year. Yeah, man. Well, we didn't find it hard because we, we were in very early. So all the boys moved down to Cork and no one's travelling really up and back. So straight away you're in together We had two sessions a day Every day So the lads got to know Each other pretty quick But we went up to Dublin For three or four days And we played a couple of Friendies up there So it was just good To be around the hotel And the lads got to know Each other that way as well But there wasn't really Any specific team bonding activities But the lads are very quick So we're happy With what we have And obviously you do have the league And as you were saying It is the it is the most important thing To you And it's the one That you're going to be Focusing on And probably judging the season Whether it's been a success Or a failure Come October and come November But of course in November you're are going to want to be uh, maybe playing in the Aviva Stadium after going on a very good FAI Cup run that must be uh, pretty high up the list as well Yeah we want to win every competition we're involved in this year um, obviously the lads will be disappointed with the, with the result of the Cup final last year I was cup tied myself and it was hard to watch watch the lads like you know seeing how disappointed they were after but with the news that motivation this year we tasted defeat last year and Maybe go one step further, get back to the even win at this time. Yeah, and just looking at the games that are coming up, you do, you do uh, don't really get too much of a break. Or the, the fixtures are coming thick and fast, and they're, they're a hard ones starting with this Friday against um, against Dundalk, and, and then moving on, you got Shamrock Rovers. They're two massive games coming up, and um, so March is going to be a pretty tough month. And April isn't much easier either. Yeah, it's a tough start for us, but look, you have to play everyone, and you have to play uh, play everyone in home and away. So look, it starts Friday, Dundalk, get a positive result, and then we kick on against Rovers next Saturday. But as I said, there's no easy game in this league. You have to approach everyone the same and take the same three points up against the matter who you play. So we're looking forward to Friday night. Uh, Stephen, I've no doubt you're going to be hoping to uh, continue on that rich vein of goal-scoring form that you found yourself in Monday night and, and get back amongst the uh, score sheet on, on Friday. We wish you the very best luck with that. Thanks a million. Cheers. You're listening to ExtraTime.ie League of Ireland football is our passion. So we probably won't speak to a happier Stephen Beatty this season. Three goals, a 6-0 win. He can't really have too many complaints about Monday night's result. No, because uh, as we were saying there, they needed to see, get a, a bounce back from the defeat uh, up in Derry and they wanted to keep pressure on Dundalk, on Shamrock Rovers, on St. Patrick's Athletic, those kind of top four. Everyone's talking about they're the top four the last two seasons and they'll be to the top four this season as well. So they didn't want to lose any momentum. Um, so getting back to win on, on Monday night, those fixtures coming uh, so soon after Friday, I think that was really important. And yeah, he, he obviously he sounds really happy with uh, how things are going down in Cork. Yeah, and Friday night's result was just such a, such a massive shock. We didn't go into too much depth in that piece there, but 
fact that he got beaten by Derry and Derry the week before got beaten by Finn Harris seems like it might be just one of those leagues this year yeah well, he was very honest in his assessment he wasn't complaining about the, the results up in the results up in Derry and uh, yeah we've seen other teams there's been a few surprises so um, maybe it won't be a top four that I mentioned there yeah and just to add t- uh, touch on one of the most interesting points I think of that piece was the fact that Sean McGuire at the under 21s it's, it still remains up in the air whether the FA are going to allow him to uh, make a change or make the fixture change because Shamrock Rovers Cork, or Shamrock Rovers Cork City that's going to be one of the biggest games of the season Yeah so that's fixed for the uh, Saturday I think because the, the Ireland fixture on, on Good Friday um, and the kickoff time hasn't been confirmed but yeah that'll be a bumper crowd down in Turners Cross if you can imagine Easter weekend um, Shamrock Rovers coming Cork City uh, maybe an early early evening Saturday kickoff so they have to weigh that up versus they're going to be losing two players and Shamrock Rovers losing um, Brandon Mila but it remains to be seen that's a big squad whether the squad gets cut down um, whether they're involved um, I'd like to see that they are involved it, it's funny in other leagues you have the international fixtures can play havoc with uh, you know this fixtures off for international weekend we obviously don't have that because we don't have uh, that many players that are involved <laughs> we, we in might like to have some fixtures yeah, off they, they, <laughs> they basically fly to England and then they get called up in the squad straight away but uh, it is a nice <laughs> situation to have that we have these young talented players and, and those players that you mentioned um, and Stephen Beattie mentioned as well in terms of, of Sean Maguire uh, possibly going back and, and going to England like these players are are good enough um, we get a couple of seasons out of them and people would be delighted if they can they can kick on you saw that reaction with the the wide squad announcement from, from Martin O'Neill that um, Chris Forrester was in the squad and you didn't have to be a Pats fan you didn't have to be a UCD fan you didn't have to be a Bohemians fan everyone was delighted that he, he was called up um, so the likes of these young players coming into the Ireland under 21 squad um Everyone, I think, is looking to see that they'll 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 kick on. And I think um, also, we, as we were mentioning, Europe there, he was very much keen on it's it's a league focus. So there's definitely, I think, John Coff has been emphasising that over the weekend, kind of picking themselves up after that Derry defeat that they can't really have their eye off or they can't go. Well, Derry got beaten by Finn Harps last weekend. Now we must now we must, I suppose, be able to beat them by two or three goals or four goals. Um, it's now very much got to be a focus of you look at the league and then you enjoy the summer when you get to go to these places. As we yeah, mentioned, the, Iceland as well. There, yeah, they're going to be playing. The cliche one game at a time, but that's all the amount of analysis, particularly Cork City, would put in place. Uh, it, looking at the opposition, they can only look at one get one game at a time. So they're focused on actually who are we playing next week. Um, so that you've Monster Senior Cup games, you've uh, EA Sports Cup games, and then you've Europe far down the season. It's interesting. There's been obviously no mention of this is Tanta Sports Cup. So that was it didn't happen last year, and there was a bit of talk. Oh, would the would the cup been back? And the fact that no one has mentioned it all this year, I think we've seen the the death knell of that. There just isn't the time within the season. They've got the forty week season. There's there's enough games to be to be going on. So I don't think that's one that we're going to be we're going to be talking about. And then in a couple of minutes you'll hear a piece by Tom O'Connor where he spoke with Daryl Horgan after last Friday's result, um, which was a, a Trina win over Finn Harps. So it's kind of looking at looking how Dundalk have started. They've kind of they've gone into a couple of games now where people weren't too sure how they were going to do, and, and they've managed to come over the tests and they've they've been winning easily enough. And it, it looks like it might be another season where Dundalk it off to that flyer. I think we remember last year sitting even in May, June when the European draw was made. Who's going to stop Dundalk? They haven't lost a the game, they haven't dropped points, and could it be another one of those years for Stephen Kenny's men? Uh, possibly. 
all the talk ahead of the season was, well, what are I going to do without Richie Towell on the team? So Patrick McElhenney has come in, he scored a goal, very much been part of their their midfield. Kieran Kilduff has, has stepped up um, and has scored a good few goals, scored a couple of goals in, in Bray uh, on the opening night. Um, and then got, very importantly, got the winner for Dundalk on, on Monday night after Wexford had, had equalised down in Ferry Carrick Park. And that's... As the song goes, that's why they're champions. But you need to grind out these results. Uh, you know, Wexford, uh, de- decent enough, decent enough side, had got the equaliser, and it looked like, well, actually, our our Dundalk only going to come away with a point. And if you want to be champions, you need to to win those games and keep the keep the momentum up. They've got two points on Cork City, uh, but uh, Shamrock Rovers, uh, Rovers have also won won three games. Um, but Dundalk are they haven't uh, the the foot hasn't been lifted off the pedal they they look like they're they're going at great guns as they did the last season and the season before last and speaking of Richard Held, the two guys that they brought in to hopefully replace him or well in Dun- in Dundalk's manager Stephen Kenny's words hopefully replace him and um, where Robbie Benson and Patrick McElhenney and speaking of McElhenney he's really got off to a flyer he got, he got a goal there and Daryl Horgan speaking after him who we'll be speaking here in a minute he said he was an excellent player and he's a really good teammate to have around so he looks like he's going to be a vital part to the cog at, uh, at Oriel Park this season Yeah I'm, I'm sure one of the main reasons uh, why he came to Dundalk was to, to win the league title but it was also to work with Stephen Kenny again the pair worked when, when Kenny was uh, up in Derry back in uh, you know, 20, 2010, 2011 and uh, no doubt they they have a good working relationship, and that was one of the, uh, you know another main reason that he would come to he would come to Dundalk, um, and he's come straight into the team. I think he's played all three all three league games and uh, has been a real a real addition to to the squad. Tom O'Connor here with Daryl Horgan following Dundalk's three 0 victory over Van Harp. Daryl, any thoughts on the game? Uh, yeah, it was a tough game. You know, they kind of they're always going to come up with a game plan, really, I suppose, and they. Uh, they enacted it quite well. Obviously, we probably weren't at our absolute best tonight, but uh, we got the job done, and that was that was the most important thing. 18 assists last season, and you're off the mark again at home. Uh, yeah, I didn't, unfortunately, didn't hit one of our lads, but um, we'll take it. What you say? Get another clean sheet again? Mm. Ah, no, it was, it was a good one. No, Gary would be delighted. Suppose the back four would be too, you know, when it was a, it was a good one to get. You know, them games could be scrappy if you give them a goal, and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, we didn't. Again, I spoke to you last season kind of about this, the, the fact that it gives you that extra confidence knowing that you have such a solid back four, back five behind you. You know, it gives you an extra way to express yourself. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, if you do, I suppose you make a mad run or something, um, there's there's always someone there to cover for you, I suppose. It's not really just the, the back four or five, you know, the, everywhere across the midfield a couple of times I was, I was opposition, you'd see Kildoff for you, you'd see Dave McMillan flying across the cover for you, and it's good. And uh, Patrick McElhenney has made a huge impact since he arrived. Give us your thoughts on him. Yeah, sure, he's, he's been playing it, obviously he's an excellent player. You know, and great for him to get a goal tonight, but um, his work rate and his little touches and all have been, have been top class, and he's uh, he's proved what a good acquisition he's been, and hopefully he can just kick on again from here. And Darren speaking of kicking on, best luck with the rest of the season, alright? Thanks very much. You're listening to Tom O'Connor here with Steve Williams. Steve, you started your career at Coventry, but you really made the breakthrough at Cardiff. What ended up bringing you to the knock? 
Well, I started off at Coventry and it would have been Division 1 and then it changed to the Premier League and then obviously wrong year for keepers to be uh, say the age I was at was probably a bit too young then uh, I moved to Cardiff City after playing for the Welsh under 18s in Cardiff and the, they saw me there and obviously for four years at Cardiff City in and out of the team I suppose was uh, very hard to nail down a place and then the Cardiff manager came over to Dundalk uh, Eddie May and then he came to see me in the playoffs for Cardiff City and said do you fancy come over to Ireland to Dundalk for a season or two and um, I jumped to the chance because uh, he was my first gave me my first real breakthrough in England You were successful enough period at Dundalk but then it was the move to Shelburne I suppose that really exploded your career Yeah I mean I was on loan the first year at Shelburne when we won the double so um, Dundalk got relegated to the first division and they, they couldn't afford to keep me on as a, as a full time player so uh, they shipped me out on loan to Shelburne for one year and um, we, we won the double so it was a very successful year and obviously a few clubs from England came in and offered big money but uh, Dundalk wanted, wanted a few hundred thousand for me which was kind of out of the English club's price range and uh, ended up selling me to Shelburne for just under 30,000 And Pat Fennan had a huge impact in your career I suppose with another four league titles after that Yeah well I played with Pat for three years before he became our manager so Dermot Keeley would have signed me at Shelburne and um, I played with Pat for three years and Paul Doolan kind of a very successful team and uh, it was the platform that, that made it uh, successful was the, the players that were there and, and Pat did certainly help my career no, no end Speaking of the players that were there you had League of Ireland legends like likes of Jason Bourne Joey and Wes and Alan Colley anybody really stick out for you then or was it a team ethic no I, I think I, I played with probably uh, Owen Heary the longest I suppose he was the one that kind of was consistent the most consistent player in the squad he had all these big players coming in Wes uh, we knew was a star from day one but uh, just getting him on the right path was the, the main thing and, and, and understanding the work ethic and as you see today he's uh, one of the one of the bright players in the Premier League with Norwich absolutely I suppose one of the one of the major highlights for the League of Ireland fans at the time and as players was the European campaign any major memories of it yeah I, th- I think um, everyone forgets the first two rounds uh, the first round we played uh, Kea Rekovic out, out there and drew two all and drew nil all at home and I think Owen Heary made a last gasp uh, tackle uh, to clear the ball over the line to, to stop us uh, going out and then obviously Hadjik Split was the biggest one because they gave us a bit of a lesson out there on a big pitch in, in Split and um, we got a late goal to make it 3-2 and then obviously the 2-0 game at home we um, th- we knew they were good travellers and um, we put up to them and thoroughly deserved a, a 2-0 win and then I suppose the next round against Deportivo most of Ireland were, were gripped by that match did you realise how big it was at the time? Yeah we, we came to training one day and um, when the draw was made obviously when we beat Hadjik Split and we, we all stayed up in Dublin that night and the next morning we were in train doing a recovery and the queues for tickets were on sale that morning and um, it was probably a mile and a half long from Drumcondra right through to Glasnevin so it was, we knew it was going to be a big big, uh, big support and then again playing the away leg in the Reactor what was it like? It was surreal it was, um, it was probably one of the my, my best memories of my career I suppose because um, three months earlier they were playing Porto and they beat Porto 1-0 and uh, sorry Porto beat them 1-0 and Porto went on to win the Champions League so it was it was amazing and I think I took my eye off the ball for a second admired the scenery not realising I was playing a game and then I had to get back into into the zone <laughs> But you really weren't outclassed over that game like you say Porto and had you know had, had taken Deportivo in the Champions League semi-final three months previous but I mean they didn't really outplay us in those games No I, th- I think we, we got to the, the highest point that the, the League of Ireland had in, in, in a strongest club we were we were, fit, we were strong it was just a, probably the, the class of some of the players like Tristan and Valeron that just had the edge over us even though they were back in pre-season they, they, they're so professional they wouldn't lose much fitness over that but I mean the class overall we were 60 minutes still still nil all over the, the second leg and I mean the class just I think Wes gave the ball away and um, and it was just a lucky break and they scored from it and then obviously we, we kind of lacked a bit of confidence in the 
try and get back in the game and, and they scored again and obviously the tie was over Do you think with, with all the money that's in Europe compared to Ireland at the minute we could ever see that happening again? I don't see why not I think um, the, the roots we have here in Dundalk is as strong as what we had at Shelburne years ago It's the players are thoroughly professional they work on their game they work on their, their, their fitness and um, they listen to everything our, our gaffer says here and it's 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 a testament to them but um, I, I can't see why not because I think that the base now of, of our club here at Dundalk is, is, is huge I suppose coming back to your own career then after a few years you left Shells you went to Bray came back to Sporting Fingal just didn't work out at Sporting Fingal for the club as a whole no I, I think um, I went to Bray and obviously I've been playing full time and that, that was in my brain of, of playing full time doing everything with speed and, and getting the ball out and then obviously I dropped down down a tier to, to play with Bray and uh, it was a great club I uh, loved my year there but um, I just didn't kind of fit in and uh, then Sporting Fingal came along and it, it was the same again we're in the A League and then we promoted to the first division so it was um, playing the first division which I'd never really um, been been before and um, it was probably a draining part of my career and you know it was a learning curve obviously but um, uh, I mean the support wasn't there with Fingal and um, the base what they had at the beginning was good but I mean we were getting to 200 a game and to financially get a club going from that is you need financial backers and obviously the backer fell out and and the club went under So I mean like you say you need the financial backing and, and the crowd so I mean you'd be hopeful for the likes of Cabin Teeley to really push on then from this season Yeah I mean support is, is huge you know and you've got to realise what, what financial structure you have and you know you can't have 200 people at a game and try and run a professional outfit which Sport and Fingal were nearly full time and um, you just can't do it the financial backers can, can only pay so much and when they pull out the support from the, the fans is, is the next best thing like at Dundalk here we have two between two and four thousand home games which is which is amazing and, and the town's right behind us and then again moving back to your own career I suppose you, you moved to Drogheda for a short period and then the lure of Dermot Keeley yeah I went to, to Drogheda through my uh, former assistant Alan Matthews at asked me to go back I was probably going to hang my uh, my gloves up then just probably um, been away since I was 16 and uh, it's probably nearly 18, 19 years in the game and, and just fully drained from playing so Alan pulled me back to help him out in the in the, in the Premier League with Drogheda so I, I kind of he talked me into that being a, the sales, salesman back manager he is and um, and then obviously Shelvin the year after Dermot asked me to do the same to be um, cover for Dean Dean Delaney at Shell so I mean I know Dean well and, and it was just a lure I couldn't um, could not uh, to go back for my ninth year Shells was, um, you know, I had, had to go back. Yeah, like you said, Dean Delaney's still doing well inside with Bose. Yeah, Dean Dean came to us in 2004, so I know, I know Dean really well, and um, you know he's playing out his skin his best year. It was probably last year with with Bose, and uh, he started off well this year as well. So um, I mean, um, he, he's still flying now, and he's got a few more years left in the in the in the belt. Any advice you'd give to budding goalkeepers? No, I think um, the, the best advice I probably was ever told in England was um, never think you're better than what you are, and um, obviously just keep working, keep learning, and. Uh, when I hung up my gloves eventually I was still learning loads of aspects of the game that probably I didn't do when I played which could have made me a better goalkeeper so there's, there's always learning and, and the work ethic is probably as hard as you're ever going to get and if you don't work hard you will not produce performances each week You're listening to League of Ireland football is our passion and so later on this month, there's going to be some Easter Saturday games for a change happening in the League of Ireland. And that's, of course, because on Good Friday, the Republic of Ireland are in action in the Aviva Stadium in a friendly encounter, which is in course in preparation for the European Championships, which are taking place in June, which Extra Time have big plans for. Yeah, we do. And as part of that today, it was nice. Uh, Dave Donnelly was along representing Extra Time, chatting to 
to former French footballer and superstar World Cup winner Emmanuel Petit so watch out for that one on the site during the week um, but yeah looking forward to a mixture of a weekend of uh, Easter weekend of international and uh, domestic football and so that's all we got for you on this week's Extratime.ie Sportscast I'd like to thank my guest Stephen Beattie of Cork City and we wish him the best of luck in this weekend's games I'd also like to thank reporter Tom O'Connor for taking the time out to have a chat with Steve Williams and of course Matt Dara Ferris thanks very much for coming into the studio I'd also like to thank our producer Brian T. Farrell who put the show together so well I've been Garrett O'Reilly and I'll chat to you again soon Get in touch. You can email us at extratimelive at gmail.com or tag us on Instagram using the hashtag League of Ireland or tweet us at extratimenews. Let's do it.